Are you looking for a practical gift for your loved one? A new graduate, a coworker, or perhaps a really close friend? Well, look no further. Check out my store, IDJ Designs, on Etsy and order one of my coffee mugs to support my mission to help draw awareness to the lifelong impact of childhood sexual abuse through my weekly podcast, my original music, my upcoming memoirs, previous poetry books, live shows, video film, and speaking engagements all under my small production company in the Closet Productions, a voice for the voiceless. Every purchase you make helps me, Ingrid D. Johnson, to continue sharing my story as an artist and a survivor of childhood sexual abuse. Help me encourage those who feel voiceless and like no one understands their pain to speak up and to never lose hope. Check out my store on Etsy today. Thank you so much for your support and please tell a friend. Welcome. Welcome back, everyone, to a brand new episode of my weekly podcast, Writing Through the Pain. This is your host and Winnipeg multidisciplinary artist, Ingrid D. Johnson. Thank you, everyone, for joining me as I discuss, explore, and discover what facing and slowly healing after the trauma of childhood sexual abuse looks like in several areas of life, beginning with my childhood years and into my teens, and then slowly into my adult life. Thank you for choosing to go on this healing journey with me as I share pieces of my story from my upcoming book and also interviews with other people that are connected to my story. Would you like to do more to show your support for this podcast? Then please, subscribe, leave a tip in any amount, or become a monthly sponsor by contributing $5 a month or more through our PayPal link. That link is www.paypal.com forward slash paypal me, all one word, forward slash ITC sponsorship. In return, you will receive a quarterly newsletter, a download code to my album Visions and Dreams, and 10% discount off all new In the Closet Productions products and services. Every dollar you contribute will be used to produce inspiring original music, live music shows, speaking engagements, this podcast, and other creative projects that helps to draw awareness to the impact of childhood sexual abuse. Thank you so much for your wonderful support. My Story Part 30. Hell in a Basket. It was almost time to go when I found myself caught up in an over-the-phone interrogation with Jason, who had moved well over a thousand miles away from me to start a brand new life in a bigger city. He had never even included me in the conversation about moving away, but here he was on my phone asking me where I was going and why I couldn't talk to him right now, even though he had left me. The whole situation seemed so ridiculous, but inside I was wrestling between my heart and my head on what I should do next. I really have to go, I said for a second time in a row, knowing that he was not used to me brushing aside for anyone or anything, but I was not the same Ingrid he had left behind broken by his sudden departure seven months earlier. What do you mean you have to go now? He said to me with a tone that could charm any strong woman out of her right mind and slowly back into his bed. Look, 
Jared is downstairs waiting for me, and I can't make him wait any longer than he's been waiting. Besides, the service will be starting soon, and we can't be late, so I have to go. Why can't you just skip this week and talk to me on the phone? He said, waiting for me to cave in, as I had done so many times before with him. With him, I was always weak, always caving to his every desire. But that night, I felt differently inside. That night, I found myself saying something I never thought I would ever say to him. Look, Jason, I'm not going to hell in a basket with you. And with that statement, I quickly slammed down the phone and headed out my apartment door to Jared waiting in his car downstairs in front of my building, smiling at my sudden arrival. Jared was a tall, thick, burly black man with a funny sense of humor and a warm smile. We had met when I was back in high school through a mutual friend and reconnected a few weeks earlier at the mall. Upon reconnecting, Jared promptly invited me to his church convention on end-time prophecy, end-time Bible prophecy, focused on the scariest book in the Bible to me at the time, the book of Revelations. I was still feeling heartbroken over Jason and welcomed the unexpected invitation like a woman drowning frantically out at sea. Not certain what to expect at first, I walked into Jared's humble little church and began my spiritual journey seeking God in my adulthood. After three nights at Jared's church that had regular services on Saturday mornings because they observed the Sabbath on Fridays, I decided to give up shrimp, pork, and working on Fridays to become a Seventh-day Adventist, a denomination of Christianity I had never heard about before growing up, Baptist. During that time in my life, Jared and I had become really good friends, and I also got to know his fiancée, Becky, who was moving to Winnipeg to marry him. She was nice. Things were getting better for me, and Jason called me less and less. He was moving on with his life without me, and I was spending all of my time seeking God. I felt so at peace for the first time in my life, and the more I went to church and studied end-time prophecy in the Bible, the more I felt led to get baptized into my newfound faith. My baptism into the Seventh-day Adventist Church was facilitated by the wonderful Trinidadian pastor of the church who genuinely seemed happy with my decision. Although his wife seemed more critical about the length of my shirt whenever I reached out to get something. In fact, it was a curt comment from her about me needing to extend my shirt that almost had me walking out the door. It was like all she could see were my flaws and all the things I needed to change and not my heart. She seemed so unloving, and not kind, and super judgmental to me. Her representation or misrepresentation of Jesus seemed very unchristlike to me. This gave me pause, and it almost caused me to walk away from God and any type of relationship with Him at the time. But I prayed and chose to look past her and her unloving spirit and get baptized into the Seventh-day Adventist Church. For a while, I reveled in my newfound faith. I enjoyed not working on Saturdays and studying the Bible. But over time, I found trying to keep God's Ten Commandments, laws, and statutes, all of them, all on my own, was impossible. Then I learned one day that breaking even one of the commandments 
was breaking them all in God's eyes, and I felt overwhelmed with guilt and shame by how much I was disappointing God by being so unbelievably flawed. It was a nightmare, and after several months of trying, I started to believe I wasn't cut out to live the Christian lifestyle. So I slowly fell away from God, Jared, and the seven-day Adventist church lifestyle. I started eating shrimp again, working on Saturdays, and doing all the things I had given up to become a seven-day Adventist in the first place. The problem was, or the problem with being a seven-day Adventist for me, was that I felt very (sighs) flawed. The whole thing was so legalistic. It felt like I was bound by a set of rules that I found impossible to keep, being human and all, and so prone to committing sin. In my spirit, I wanted to follow God's perfect law, but my fleshly, human desires always seemed to have gotten in the way. It was a nightmare, and it seemed hopeless. After a few months, I started to feel even further away from God because of my inability to stop sinning. So I stopped going to church, and after six months, I found myself backsliding into the world again, going out to the nightclubs and looking for love in all the wrong romantic relationships as I tried to ignore God's still small voice constantly calling out to me in the midst of all my rebellion. To be continued. Did you enjoy this recent episode? Then stay tuned for a brand new episode of Writing Through the Pain, My Story Continued, every Wednesday night. Tune in next week, where I will share more of my story dealing with the impact of childhood sexual abuse. Well, as usual, please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share it with your colleagues, family members, acquaintances, and friends. After all, you never know who this podcast might speak to, inspire, uplift, inform, or help to break their silence about an incident or incidents of childhood sexual abuse in their lives. To leave a message about an episode of this podcast, or to become a potential guest on the show, please message me at anchor.fm forward slash Ingrid D. Johnson, all one word, forward slash message. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for supporting my mission. Good night and God bless you, my friends.